is time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody. Kia ora, Kim. And this year's bull sales were a success. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, six weeks of two-year-old bull auctions wrapped up this week. Farmers around the country sought out the best genetics to add to their breeding stock. PGG Wrightson National Genetics Manager Callum Stewart told Sally Murphy the top price paid was $98,000 for a bull from Stern Angus in South Canterbury. When you analyse the data and you look at everything right across the country, They've gone very, very well. So even with a reduction in cow numbers that we've seen, land use change, the quality of bulls that have gone up around the country and the demand has actually been good. So uh, we've had some very solid results and um, those vendors have got to be pretty happy as well as the uh, punters that are buying them. What kind of prices were you seeing? Oh, look, we saw averages uh, in Gisborne this week. We saw some very strong averages, anywhere from about uh, 10000 right up to sort of $15,000 average. Um, so, you know, $12,000 averages. And so, but you've still got a, a lot of bulls out there that can be purchased between that five and $8,000. So um, there's something there for everyone, to be honest with you. It explains what people look for when buying a bull. If you've got a breeding program, a commercial breeding program, you should be looking at three to five traits. Those traits can range from a 200-day weight, which is a weaner selling weight, right through to a 600-day weight, which is your finishing weight. Birth weight is important to a lot of people, but you've also calving ease. The other part you should be looking at, given the premium products that have been paid and, and, and producing a quality product, as IMF um, has come into play this year, probably sort of more uh, predominantly than ever. But as long as you're moving forward and trying to bet above the breed average, you're actually cooking with gas. And Mr Stewart says the sales were also a great morale boost for East Coast farmers who were able to take a day off from repairing their properties after Cyclone Gabrielle. A group, a group working to lift the value of wool say a decision to fit out rural schools with synthetic carpet from the U.S. shows government departments need to broaden their criteria when making procurement decisions. The Ministry of Education is fitting out more than 600 rural schools with carpet tiles from U.S.-based company Millican. It says the company was chosen because its tender provided the best overall value. That's caused outrage amongst farmers who are questioning why local wool was not picked. Federated Farmers has called the decision a slap in the face for Kiwi farmers. Wool Impact was formed by the government to grow the value of wool. Its chief executive, Andy Coy, says it's clear that government ministries need to broaden their criteria. Wool has to be competitive. There is a competitive tender process and there are select criteria that the government works to in the in the selection of products. And they were very clear that they met that criteria when they were assessing the products that went into the schools. From our perspective, we have to work with the wool um, carpet manufacturers to ensure that wool is competitive. But we've also got to help them in looking, the government departments, and looking beyond the existing selection criteria and look at, look at things, look at standards that will help society, not just make wool compliant, but make, make products safer for children and our living spaces.
Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor says the government is committed to backing the wool sector and has done so with investment to create new products and technology. He says while the government expects agencies to focus on maximising public value, the final decision is for the agencies. A Gisborne wine exporter is making what he calls a critical trip to visit underperforming export markets. Mark Thompson from Groco, a significant regional exporter, says shaky economic conditions overseas means customers are ordering less than they have in recent years. He told Susan Murray after a COVID-induced travel hiatus, face-to-face meetings can't come soon enough. had a couple of People coming up from from Europe to you know buyers who are coming out to look at stocks and what they need for the coming year. But until you actually get out, you know, into some different countries and get a feel for what's happening, you, know, you can read every report under the sun. But until you're actually out there and and you know talking to people, um, you know, we're hearing stories of, for instance, England with the war in Ukraine. Their power bills have gone up 400% in the last two years. So, you know, those sort of things have massive impacts on on what people are prepared to spend uh, on other things. So what would you hope to get from the the trip that you're going to make overseas? Um, Meeting up with existing customers and attracting or talking to potential new ones. Groco exports to Australia, the US, UK and Europe. Well, time for the latest from the sale yards around the country. I spoke to our regular guest, AgriHQ senior analyst, Suze Bremner, a little earlier. Kia ora, Suze. What's been happening this week? Well, at this time of year, the focus is on inland ewes, and Mooka actually provided a good benchmark for the South Island on Wednesday at their annual fair. They sold 9,600 ewes, which was up nearly 4,000 on last year, and most of that lift in volume actually came from changes in farm policies. The fair flowed well as vendors met the market, though it was a very different result to 2022. So two-tooth and four-tooth prices came back 40 to $80, and most traded from 152 to $232. Five-year and mixed-age Romney dropped 80 to $90 to 138 to $180 while half-bred ewes came back 50 to $100 to make 80 to $146. That's very much in line with what we've seen happen in the North Island too. And so most of the buyers came from Southland, Otago and North Canterbury. And, and so lamb prices are keeping in line with expectations? Well, that's right. So those selling store lambs in the North Island will be pleased to hear that prices did largely plateau, as I said, they likely would. Fielding results last Friday showed a slightly firmer market, though volume was very low by their standards at 5,600. And most of the males there sold for 110 to $130. Today, though, volume has crept right back up at fielding, and so we may see those prices adjusted again. Stalford Lodge sold 4,500 lambs on Wednesday, and the market didn't lose any more ground than last week. There, most of the ewe lambs traded at 90 to $115, though there were very few heavy lines. And South Island store lamb prices were generally softer, but that was on very low volumes and mixed quality. That's Suze Bremner from AgriHQ, and that's the rural news for this week. Koe rā te purongo o te tai whenua.